0: Good evening, and welcome to the fiftieth episode of Board Chitless. My goodness! Ooh. Oh my goodness! Tonight we have. Uh been playing a number of games, which we'll get to in a second. I'd also like to introduce one of our guests tonight, Anthony Evington my childhood d d friend. Indeed. Is, is it okay to introduce you as that, Anthony? That, I, I will,
1: that is just that kind of point, yes.
2: <laughs> He's not just outed you as a uh, D&D player. Yeah. Uh, There's <laughs> a past. lot of
1: people, I've been trying to hide that form for a long time, <laughs> but never mind. <laughs>
0: Fully out of the closet now. <laughs> Anthony's come all the way from London to join us for Weekend of Gaming, and we started tonight with... Last night on Earth.
2: And well we played Splendor before that. We started tonight with
0: Splendor. And um, then after that we had two epic sessions of last night on Earth. Mainly epic because
2: I was the zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shall we should get and, straight on into straight into last night on earth? Shall we? Shall we? Yeah. Let's do oh, it. No, let's do Splendor. Okay, let's, let's back. Just to mix things up. Okay. Back, well, that was a nice little tease. <laughs> <laughs> So set collection, gem collection, game for one to four people. It, no, it's not. Is it two to four? I'm two to four. Let Anthony explained. Can this, you play this solo, is. Anthony? Uh, I have never tried to play solo. And I don't
1: believe there's any mechanism which whereby you could. Um, no, it's very much a uh, kind of an abstract race game. I've played it at all player counts. Um, I guess I feel like it works probably best at two, um, simply because it's two or three. Four it falls into that trap slightly of four maybe taking a smidge longer than it really needs to, um, but at two or three I think it really it really kind of it really kind of hums. So um, yeah yeah so it's a I guess it's like an abstract engine builder kind of game. Yeah, so um, it's a victory points race in it. It's first person yeah, exactly. get
0: fifteen points, yeah. and you've got a array of twelve is twelve cards to choose from and. Three yeah, there's difficulty. yeah, three,
1: three, before. So yeah, so tw- uh, three rows of difficulty. Um, with the uh, easier cards to purchase at the bottom, and then the more powerful cards towards the top.
0: This is telling. Um, I can't remember. Do the cards have names? No. no. No, they're just pictures no, right, of very... a gem and a number of victory points.
1: Yeah, I mean, unless you chose to name the cards yourself <laughs> uh, based on some of the, uh, I think, quite nice, but also rather bland artwork. You
2: christened one of them, didn't you, The like bewildered it? gem polisher. The bewildered yeah. gem polisher. Yeah, he was, yeah. Like, he was in a pose where he looked like he did... He, he knew he was meant to pose to look like he was doing something, but didn't know exactly what or why. So I don't know if that's <laughs> like what the artist intended <laughs> or whether It's just because of the judgy of the job. It it didn't look like he was enjoying the gems by the end of it anyway. But yeah, it, you know, he it served his purpose. The it's, art
0: was an interesting mix. Some of it was really nice. Yeah, yeah it's,
2: most it's, of all it's really nice. I think, think it's nice. Stuff? I think
1: it, 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 it's kind of nice, but as you said,
0: slightly uninspiring. Yeah. Slightly uninspiring. The graphics design is quite uninspiring as well. The victory point is literally just a white font yeah. text.
2: Yeah. But um, it, is, it is a very like it's a straightforward game, and the graphic design serves that kind of perfectly. I found that with the artwork, the um, the more of abstract the cards were, so like the lower tier decks, especially where it's like sort of like opal mines and you know vast deserts and winter tundras, they worked a lot better than the big close ups of like some duke holding an emerald up. Right, but the emerald that he was holding was one victory point and gave you rubies. So it's like, what hang hang on? Yeah, it's it's really odd. I mean, I think to be honest, we're almost
1: trying to uh plaster on more than this this <laughs> really deserves. I'm I'm sure me and my wife have played this game a dozen times before we even registered to us that the different levels were meant to be slightly different. Steps along the, the yeah. gem journey. Yeah, um, it, it is. It is kind of yeah, token at best. I there's guess. some yeah.
0: arbitrary leader type cards at the top as well, aren't they? Like this was King, Henry the Eighth is one of them, and you can sort of collect them if you have enough yeah. gems. Is is any of that explained away? <laughs> Is there, like,
1: flavour explaining? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, I, I believe it's a long time since i read it and I ignored it, but it straight away. But um, I believe that as you become a more and more powerful and respected gem merchant, you are more likely to get visited by Henry VIII. Got
2: you. Okay, that makes sense. Which I think
1: makes perfect sense. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's, you know, he's a, he's a very powerful customer. <laughs> you can get him on side. <laughs> yeah. Lots of respect felt a bit like a love letter in that aspect didn't it after the first game you play of it you don't actually care that you're trying to sneak the princess a love of love you're just trying to Matching collect numbers and, and little yeah. pop cubes it's got those yeah. nice chips as well so you're
0: collecting the sort of uh, poker chip yes uh, gem and they're lovely wo- lovely weighted aren't sure
1: they? they're a lovely way- they're a lovely kind of tactile things yeah. i think so um, they're
0: the resources and you're using them to pay for the cards the cards give you victory points but they can also some cards give you resources as well. Yeah. So then you buy bigger cards and it's just a very simplistic engine yeah. builder which I
1: completely failed to master.
0: It <laughs> came behind all of you and uh, in fact Raphael was second place wasn't he after you yeah. I think Anthony.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was. Um it's it it, it it is a game where you play a little bit more and you start to kind of build up the um they uh, going they guess the flow of the of the race and and how to maximize your efficiency which yeah. is what it's all about. Um, But we really enjoy it. I think um, it is a great gateway uh, um, to bringing other people in. Uh, You can rattle through three or four games in, in an hour or so. Um, if you're uh, once you really kind of start going at it and uh, and, and for me that, that that's perfect and it's been really good and it's incredibly portable I put it down from London on the train um and that it's quite a big box that it comes in but it squeezes <laughs> down into quite a small space um <laughs> yeah it was just a couple of Tupperware boxes um which uh, is good is good when uh, um, you uh, we've played it on the train we've played it in the hospital we've played it in kind of a lot of different places and it lands itself well to that.
2: Excellent, yeah. It's a really fun game and it also um, it ramps up, doesn't it? After a couple of turns, everyone feels like you should be on the second deck and yeah. then before you know it, someone's mm-hmm. running away with 15 points. Yeah. It just ends at the right time. You've got to keep an eye on what everyone else is up to, try and work out what um, cards you can reserve cards from like, the market deck in the middle. So you have to think, oh, Anthony's just picked up that diamond card. that's pretty high value. I need to try and remember to block him from getting rubies. But then you get fixated on your own hand and forget about that. And let him get all the rubies, and then he wins. But it's just—it's just a nice game, um, and you always feel like you're a little bit behind, which is quite a good thing. It's yeah. that feeling of jeopardy. You always feel like, am I going to make the right decision here?
0: Yeah, you said you know. that while we were playing, it feels like everybody else is doing more than you on a given turn, <laughs> does, and I think yeah. everybody has that feeling. You know, like looking around the table, you're like, ah, oh, they've got so much more stuffs. And-
1: yeah, and I think it comes from the fact that you can only do one thing. And I go. So it feels like you, um, you you're you're ha- always having to make a decision between doing something that's kind of moving you forward or, or just taking taking more more into your hand and and that feels like the rounds. I mean the rounds whistle. Oh, they rattle. Yeah. Um, uh, but it always feels like you want to do a little bit more. On your turn, um, and and I think things like the inclusion of the uh, of the nobles cards that can yeah. give you a, a points boost uh, mean that it can really kind of ramp up quickly, and, and you can really you can really accelerate. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's one of the beauties of the game.
2: Yeah, you have to be um, careful, don't you? Because at one point I noticed Tristan were, had so many resource cards out that he was yeah. just eating up resource cards as it come out on the market. And I thought, oh my god, he's he's scoring victory points just literally by sitting there and waiting for them to come out and gobbling them up. And then it wasn't until the end of the game that I actually realised that he just built up a load of free resource cards with no victory yeah, points, <laughs> yeah, and built up the victory points, and that must have like just not really cost too many resources, but cost you a lot of turns.
0: Yeah, I blame it on having to look after Sam's baby. Mostly yeah, I
2: definitely blame Sam. <laughs> and, and just again, on the, on the flip
1: side of that, one thing that I thought Raphael embodied quite, quite nicely was he was really focused on building up all his chips to buy one card that he yes. had on mind in mind but it's it's actually i think far more of a tactical and strategic game you have to especially with four people the card tableau changes so dramatically in between your in between goes that you really have to flex and you really have to just use your gems to buy things you weren't really planning on buying sort of reacting just so you can keep your keep your engine going and you can keep stacking it up it does have that nice
0: method where you can bag your card though into your hand, you take one resource and you pick that card and save it for later Uh, which is kind of a waste of a move, but it also buys you that security that you are actually going to be able to play something rather than just sort of get yourself into a mess where you've got the wrong resources or cards.
2: Yeah, I noticed I really struggled. I wasn't really um, saving up any of the sort of emerald cards, like the green ones. And all of a sudden the market got flooded with all these quite expensive emerald cards. And I was like, oh, why why didn't I start saving these? It's absolutely useless. So I couldn't quite react quick enough then. Yeah. And there are, it's it's a nice game for like putting out moments like that and just kind of really like pushing you back a little bit and making you really think about what you're going to do next and how you're going to change your strategy. I think it's very simplistic, it's very basic, but it does yeah. move along at a clip and it
0: doesn't outstay its welcome. Um, I did find myself a little bit hankering for more player agency, more options. And I think in terms of set collection games, um, it did make me think, I'd, I'd probably rather be playing something like Seven Wonders, yeah. mm-hmm. which still moves along at a pace, but has a little bit more depth. And and you kind of get a feel for what you're actually doing. You know, you're building the civilization sure. and you're bringing mm-hmm. cards that sort of make sense. I think you're right when you mentioned Love Letter. I think it's at that sort of level of simplicity, really. Yeah. And 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 great for new players, people who haven't played many games, it's a brilliant way to bring them in because there's not much to think about, really. Mm-hmm. There's, you've got your four options on a turn, away you go I don't know if it's a great game I don't know if I'd be inclined to want to play it again <laughs> necessarily and I'm glad to have played it sure because it's one of those ones that has a huge sort of following and it's like it was super buzzing on board game geek yeah, and stuff yeah. so it's- it's, it's been, great to sort of tick it off.
2: It's been popular since it was released, really. Yeah, hugely popular. And I think that simplicity, simplicity is that
1: you describe is key to that. Like you say, you can mm-hmm. play four games in an hour with two people, and absolutely. And I really don't think you can underestimate the the value of having those really tactile chips. I think that yeah, I read somewhere someone saying that this half the copies sold because of those chips, and that might not yeah. be too far off the truth <laughs> uh, because they do, it is great. They are great to play with. Yeah. They look great on the table and. You know, I think that's a that, that, that's a kind of maybe superficial yeah. but I think really important yeah. elements well, you mentioned some
0: success. expansions as well
1: indeed so. there is a, an, exp, an expansion box uh, I think it's called cities of splendor um and it's uh, what they, I think what they've done is quite a nice thing there we've only kind of had a couple of goes with all of them but um there are four well, I guess what they call mini expansions and they are just that I mean um, there is maybe one side of instructions for each one and they all add just a little something. To the game, uh, one adds a little bit more interaction. Um, one adds just some extra cards that do slightly different uh, different things. Um, another couple, one adds like a kind of a time track, which I think just delays the game longer than it needs to. Um, but the nice thing about them is they're designed so that they or standalone. so rather than I guess this kind of expansions where it's just throw everything at it and make my game bigger and yeah, bigger yeah. and bigger um, it is purposely designed so that it's just like it's a little twist a little twist give a little sense of invigoration yeah. to a game that basically we, all, we know already works I don't know how much they really add. We kind of play with them some of the time. Um but uh but yeah, I think it's a nice touch. I think it certainly gives a, a little bit more maybe of that of that of that weight to it that you're talking about. But it, it remains obviously a very very light game.
2: Yeah, you know, zh- and zh- up a little bit. Zhuzh zh- it up getting a bored. Bit. Nice. Nice. Yeah, but I think it's um it's definitely got a you know, there's a lot of room for this game to come out in that little pocket of time when you do not have time for like a full yeah. game sixty minute game. Yeah. Play some in twenty minutes or like it, it took us about 30 seconds to pick up the rules for this one it's it's not a difficult game to take on it's, it was one of those I suppose easy to pick up difficult to master you know by the time you've worked out all the different ways that you can yeah. beat all your mates it's time to move on to the next game like, yeah we I mean, really enjoyed it thanks very much for bringing it pleasure yeah it was alright good well <laughs> high praise yeah. indeed for, for like for this sort of family game though that's like massive praise <laughs> Usually just sits there thinking, "Well, we could be playing mage tonight." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And the second game we we're playing this evening was Last Night on Earth um, with the Growing Hunger expansion. So it's an a merry trash tactical zombie fighter game We've got loads of different scenarios in there we played two of them tonight mainly because Tristan was a very effective zombie horde and sure. murdered us me and Sam and Anthony within about 30 seconds of starting we had to find four of the townspeople in the town I managed to find none we
1: didn't find any did we no
2: we didn't find any at all so um, but we did get two people killed
0: this is it's very much a B movie type game. This is the one. Yes. Loads of people recognise. It Came out in two thousand and seven, so it's it's been around for ages. And it's all like photographs of actors and the designers, friends and stuff by the Flying Frog guys. And you're recreating a zombie movie in a small town, really small scale zombie movie. It's not like mm. Dead of Winter where there's hundreds of zombies. There's a, there's I think twelve no fourteen zombies. <laughs> at any given point like if you're lucky as the zombie player it's like wow i've got all 14 on the board (laughs) um and yeah so you you as the heroes are playing the stereotype sort of jock prom queen sheriff running around town trying to gather resources and not get eaten by zombies yeah so as you say the first scenario is find the townsfolk and how many did you find Zero. Um, there is there is a huge crapshoot element to this game
2: yeah. where you were
0: fishing through a gigantic deck of hero cards to try and find these townsfolk, and we because it might be because we had all the expansion cards thrown in there, <laughs> but yeah, they they are few and far between. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, bit, it
1: did feel very much like looking for a needle in a haystack, yeah. and uh, and we didn't find one of the four needles we were looking for. Yeah. There, there was a
0: get out clause for me though, which is all I had to do was murder two heroes, which isn't that difficult for given that you'd have to survive maybe 15 hours yeah. and yeah. find and keep alive four townsfolk it can happen in a flash
1: it was in a tall ask this was probably my third game of last night on earth the last time i played was a number of years ago and i seem to remember our session then panned out almost exactly the same <laughs> that we had one game where we just the zombie player just annihilated yeah. it. Team, and it was, it was over before it began. Yeah. Um, and then one that was uh, really tight and really, really good. Yeah.
2: We didn't show the zombies the respect they deserved, did we, really? We put, I, don't, I don't know if we were keeping too much of a distance or if we just lingered too much. We, we tried to search the buildings, but if we tried to stay in the same buildings for too long. But then it, it's a the sort of game where, if you like yourself, you could just spend the whole time just running away from zombies and achieving nothing, sure. really. Sure, sure. We seem to do both that
1: and also manage to you get, get Ethan. Yeah. Um But but yeah yeah, the first game was very much a learning game. Let's
0: it was yeah yeah, and so, there's a lot of there's a lot of old school mechanics in here like rolling to move sure. and yeah. you either move or you search. Which um, because yeah because goes go by pretty quickly. It's not too devastating, but it can be annoying as hell if you're a hero and you roll and you don't make it into a building. So you literally just move a couple of spaces. With four of us playing tonight, you guys had two heroes extra. No, one hero. We had extra. one extra, we yeah. Had one, yeah. One floating hero. A floating hero. So indeed. You, you always felt like you had something to do, I guess. Sure. Um, and and yeah. you had a few options in that. Uh, but you it does definitely come down to the look of the dice and the the card draw and how you manage yeah. those. Um I think it could probably do with a the household. There probably is actually in the, in the expansions, it might be a household where all the heroes move four spaces instead of having to roll or something.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I could see that the way. I would say in the second game we played, I thought that the movement, random as it was, added. it was all about the movements yeah. in, our, in the second game. I and,
0: Actually,
2: yeah, I and actually, don't I, mind it in this no. game for
0: some reason. I think it's because of the lightness of the theme. Mm. You know, it doesn't... Um, I think like you compared it to a miniatures skirmish battle. What of you did? I think so it's Sam, yeah, like a, almost like a miniatures war game, The way you move yeah. it tactically around the grid, yeah, yeah. with uh, like kiting the zombies and stuff. But because of the the lights theme and the fact that something anything can happen to you, yeah. you know, with a flip of a card, yeah, I don't really mind it as much. And I, I remember this as the heroes as well. If my heroes die. It's kind of fun. You know, they yeah. go out in stupid ways and stuff yeah. and you've got these great exploding zombies, zombies with pitchforks, you know, heroes swinging baseball bats and um, what did you have, like a skateboard? And, I, oh, you had no, a pitchfork. I had, the, I had the pitchfork
2: and the Let's Rock um, double threat. Evil combo. Yeah, so um, I could re-roll any of my dice. You were the strange victor out I, I was the crazy psychopath yeah. criminal <laughs> that could murder all the zombies. But yeah, so we ended up in this really weird situation where I could roll high because he had about four dice. Um but then I could just re-roll all the other dice that I didn't need and hope to get a double distance. This was in the really second scenario, wasn't it? Second so scenario. so we had
0: we had the Townsfoot one that sort of crapped out pretty quickly It was in, yeah. about, it was about half an hour, I think, at least before it, it might have seemed like it was shorter, but
1: it did seem
0: short of <laughs> um, We got a decent play out of that and yeah, then the yeah.
2: second one we did was so defend 20 the minutes of the half an hour was setting up the board <laughs> yeah <laughs> and remembering the rules. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the
0: the second scenario was, which was the meat of the gaming tonight which took about 2 hours was defend the manor where yeah. you guys had to defend the manor and i had to get nine zombies through the walls yeah. into the manor to win. And again the sort of secondary win condition
2: was kill four heroes in 17 yeah. turns. And from, this, from the get go that felt a lot more like both thematically and the way the game played that was a lot more fun yeah, yeah. Like, it, it felt was a lot like more balanced yeah we it, had a better objective it didn't matter if we if were searching too much we were after weapons but we could kind of just get started straight away and I think the fact
1: that we had four heroes before we died took out that sweetness yes. in it it's, that I I think I've seen other times when you've only got two to kill, which no, it, it can be over a higher heartbeat in yeah, that sense yeah. because like say, c- t- killing two relatively weak heroes is is not a huge task. Yeah. As well. as this allowed us to be a lot more, I guess, tactical about who we put in the firing rate, yeah. which was essential. Who we this, sacrificed. Yeah. And who we kind of held back and made sure. And, and uh, you, there's a little bit of kind of... I guess pre-planning and pre-programming you can do that you know how far the zombie is going to come so you can do that. Yeah.
2: The um the board layout seemed to be a lot kinder as well the second time around so the buildings that were on offer the first time I think we had access to like a garage and the gun shop and a grocery store. Whereas the second time around there was like a weird sort of mini mall. So there's an antiques yeah. shop, there's a library. Yeah, we we have all the expansions market. in there. So there's all the the extra boards from growing hotware yeah. and, and all the extra stuff thrown
0: in. So yeah, so but it have, does mix it up quite a bit.
2: Yeah, so instead of searching at um various pickup locations, so um the library could just rinse the hero deck for an event if you needed one, or there was the antique store, so you could burn free um cards and then just Draw two and pick the best one, but then the gr- the supermarket across the road from that meant that you could then just pick up any two cards from the discard pile. So you could just murder the hero deck from the um, from one location and then pick up all the juicy stuff from the next. But I don't think we actually. Did that because I think we got all our best cards pretty much straight away.
1: Well, I was going to make that point. The other thing that kind of set us on the right foot was we just drew, drew good cards. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it had a little bit of that. You were all of, tooled up, Yeah, you, we were yeah, tooled. It, it had weapons. a little bit of that thing that I guess you get in games like Arkham Horror where you, know, you get your random cards at the start yeah. and you can be incredibly tanked up by the time you start, or you can just. You could be halfway to losing the game yeah. in the first round. Yeah, you um, had
0: two lots of dynamite and a lighter within the first yeah. couple of turns.
1: Yeah, I had an ammo belt of dynamite <laughs> and then a lighter to get that going, um, and and a skateboard. Um, uh, so so yeah, I, I, but all of which I thought kind of set the balance of the game. So you kind of felt yeah. like you were going to be in it. You know, there was there was going to be a little bit of give and take here, and you could commit yeah. to this in a way that you know, you weren't fearing instant death, you know, from, from, from the first moment, which I thought was me on I really,
0: one of the things I really love about this game is, um, you know what's happening from turn to turn. So we, yeah. we just talked about the abstract game Splendor. Last week we talked about um, legendary and deck building and how sort of that can be thematically abstract a little bit as well. In this, you know exactly what you're doing. You, if you're a hero, you're running for help and you're searching for weapons and you're hitting zombies with baseball bats. There's there's no deeper no. sort of message, no sure. hidden sort of sure. agenda. It's just it's fun, and um, and I was worried actually when I, when I said because I did suggest it, and I always remember having fun with this game. But it is a couple of years since we played it, and I was worried that it was going to go down like a like a lead balloon because the mechanics are dated, and it could have if we'd have played two games like the first game, you know, back to back party wipes. I think that could have been really. It could have jaded everybody on it very quickly. Yeah, leave, but, leave a bit of a sour note. Yeah, um, sure. and I think if we had a picked another scenario, I think one of you said, "Don't do
2: escape in the truck because it's yeah, the same it's one funny. way you're fishing yeah, for the gasoline, just, and if you yeah. don't get it, the heroes lose." Sort of thing. And it's a sort it's a sort of basic beginner level um, campaign, isn't it? Yeah. But because of that we've done that the two previous times I've played the game, so it's like... <laughs> I ain't doing I think, that again. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'll still have fun, but I think I'm pretty sure I know what to do, so let's yeah. just check something else out. So I'm so glad that we did, and yes. I'm even more yeah. glad that we persevered for the mansion. Definitely. I mean, and I... there's, so,
0: there's so much more complex scenarios in there as well.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean,
2: I would go as far as saying
1: that it was that, it was the mansion, it was the... The kind of yeah. the, the tactical movement around that that made the game for yeah. me, yeah, uh, like luring the zombies away yeah. from it by playing Ab- on their hunger and absolutely that, absolutely that. I I guess I had the same concerns. I don't think I have played this. video. I've, I've played um, what's the other one called by the same company, Touch of Evil. Oh yeah, yeah, um, uh, and yeah, and, and I, I kind of had slight reservations about it being very much like that. For me, the mansion setup, and, and uh, I, as you say, there's more complex ones that incorporate some of that. I thought that really made it. And uh, um, yeah, that turned it from um, just being a, a, a dice chucking uh, to actually being a, you know, a really kind of interesting tactical puzzle.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, it, d- it is.
0: And, and more so than you might think, given all the rolling for moving sure. and yeah. you know, the cards that are coming out. And from the zombie point of view, from the zombie player point of view, you've got a deck of cards and you get, if you play them all down, you can get another four cards every turn. And they can range from having a zombie move slightly further forward to having a game-changing effect. So yeah. by the end of the game, there are a bunch of stuff in. You know, some guys were getting hysterical. Some of the heroes were getting hysterical or weirded out. Yeah. The rain had started pouring down, so movement was reduced outside. And there's all these kinds of really sort of thematic happenstances you can put bickering if two heroes are on the same space. You get that classic moment yeah. where the yeah. the two hero two characters in a movie are just like arguing or whatever, or you know, the dreaded last night on Earth card where if you get a boy and a girl in the same <laughs> room, you lay <laughs> <replace laughs> that yeah. on and they're screwed over kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so it's brilliant that it has all those like quite hilarious beats. And and I don't I, I don't ever feel like the winning or losing really matters. You always play to win. Yeah. You know, sure. Whichever side you're on. But um, I
2: don't mind losing or winning as either side because of the tail that you get yeah. out of it, you know. Well, we we lost again, didn't we, to the zombies? But it was on. there was two hours to go until sunrise. So two two, two turns, yeah, two left. turns, yeah. yeah. And there was like it was really on a knife edge, and we, I honestly thought we were going to sneak away with the win. But then you just kept throwing these really horrible um, zombie cards at me, and I've, the first one broke my pitchfork, and I thought, oh, that's the worst of it. And it's like, yeah. oh no, I'm wounded. Oh, so that's me dead. But then it turns out you would have just instant killed me anyway. <laughs> Besides, so in a very in a, in a nice stroke of drama, just to hold that one back till last, just to give us all a little glimmer of hope, which is very nice of you. Well, there's, I mean, there was a few effects that relied on each other there, yeah. and it, it wouldn't have been an
0: insta kill. Basically, there's a card where you can, I, if you get wounded in a fight, I play it on you and you're bitten, yeah. And then the next time you get wounded, you t- you turn into a zombie hero. It's like a more powerful zombie. Um, but at that point, it wouldn't have matter anyway because that was you. Yeah. That was your last hero uh, that we needed to to kill. But um, again, these great effects—you know, you're bitten and you're walking around with yeah. a bitten card. You're sure. Like, and 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 it changes the environment. You know, you and Sam. Sam had this really kick-ass chef who had a big weapon and who was killing zombies <laughs> left, right, and centre. A oh, broom, a broom. <laughs> broom. Oh, a <laughs> It was a broom. And then and he had loads of health. He had like four health where Most characters have two. But after he started taking a few lumps, he ended up running off into the cornfields and hiding. Yeah. Which is absolutely tactically sound because if he'd have taken one more hit, you would have lost. Yeah, So really, so, so it had this sort of flip yeah. of like yeah. going from being cocky and like, you know,
2: smashing up the zombies to running and hiding and
0: searching. Yeah. And, my, and trying to balance all of that.
2: I feel like my psycho criminal Victor should really have <laughs> apologised to all the other characters because when when you brought my, <laughs> I had I had my pitchfork combo. As he was having his entrails I was, ripped I was basically murdering any zombie that entered the mansion. But then something went wrong. My pitchfork broke. So I thought, right, I'm going to run to the tool shed, pick up another pitchfork, and come back and kill everything. The lights went out, and I didn't realize exactly how much downtime running to the tool shed yeah. would actually accrue. The second I left, the zombies just kind of like returned as a massive horde outside the mansion. I managed to overwhelm one or two of the characters and I thought, if i just hung around, I probably would have helped just relieve them for a yeah. little bit and Share maybe the they wounds, wouldn't have got certainly. wounded so quickly.
1: I, I, and maybe that's true, but in a game, like you say, it doesn't necessarily matter too much if you win yeah. or lose. It- it was nice. It was ni- it was nice to have your kind of your 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 psycho ex con who's stabbing <laughs> away at the pitchpoint breaks and he just just wanders off to see if yeah, he can yeah, find yeah, another yeah, yeah. one, um, and me. then he comes back twenty minutes later and he's got one, and we're all that. But it doesn't really. Yeah, yeah and, and I think there was some also really you no know, there was some really nice things in that that some of the cards brought up, which was we had some really nice kind of hail Mo- hail Mary dice moments oh, so as was, well. was a lot of skinny um, T faction. Yeah, and, and I've got to say that. Having been you know, uh, playing a lot of games like like Splendor and stuff that that do have you know an element of luck yeah. and and it's great when it kind of comes through it's not really what you're what you're playing for um, and I've missed that. I miss that where you get those those real kind of those those dice moments and everyone is engaged in it. Everyone's focused in on it. Yeah. Um. And uh. And and yeah, some really kind of great moments that came off the back of that. And uh, I think both both sides and that that was really good. That was really that was I thought yeah, I it, it it it, it up it built built up on that theme really well. Yeah. I think it
0: helps that I've been watching Fear of the Walking Dead as well, and uh, <laughs> you're watching a bunch of unappealing characters, stereotypes, sure. waiting for them yeah. to get picked up. And it just seeped nicely from watching that to playing this
2: and having the the very similar experience. Dramatically, at some point, isn't it? It's like the 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 cards all drive that narrative forward, and just stupid stuff happens that really like plays into the hands of the B movie element. Yeah, they have got great quotes on them as well. Great brains. The smell, (laughs) the smell of brains is one of the cards. Got to get to the insert blank (laughs) case, sent across the map to pick someone up. Um and the artwork's brilliant as well. It's like it's all the flying frogs production staff and their mates just dressed up in yeah. like really like not I wouldn't say cheap, um, but like just nice makeup effects. And it just looks like a straight. Some to cheesy TV Photoshop movie. filters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Um I would say though that the card play does make for some really peevish zombies. <laughs> so like because it's quite difficult to actually kill a zombie if yes. you've not got many items. I think that's because moon.
0: there's only fourteen of them. Yeah, so, so it's not like other games where you're used to just blasting like fifteen out of the way. They
2: do spawn back though, you know. They, 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 they can do come spawn back next back, turn. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you'll really struggle to um, actually like get a kill on a zombie. You're like, yes, I've killed it, and then the zombie just reveals it. It's like, no, just re-roll that dice. Thank you very much. Yeah,
1: yeah, that that is frustrating.
2: Oh, like the undead hate the living is one of the cards. They really hate them, so
0: re-roll
1: your die. Exactly. (laughs) There's also a point, though, where it's really hard to kill a zombie unless you find, like, a really kind of basic ineffectual (laughs) weapon and then all of a sudden you send the zombies running. (laughs) I I see a situation where you're going to be overwhelmed by zombies and you found a pitchfork, <laughs> <laughs> a, <laughs> a welding torch, in the opposite, or a pair of handcuffs, which I killed like twenty zombies. I'm still not really sure how. That was the most brutal um, weapon versus, I think I've but, seen. Yeah, those handcuffs. Yeah.
2: but as opposed to a revolver, where like maybe you'll kill a zombie, but most <laughs> yeah. likely you'll just dismiss it. Most likely it's a you'll run out of bullets and drop it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, in this world, a pair of handcuffs is a <laughs> Far more effective zombie-killing weapon than a gun. Well, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, I'm hitting on Summers. <laughs> um, guns and ammo, thank you very much. Nope. It's for, it's for handcuffs and, I don't know, blunt instruments for me. I don't like where that's going.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think from a pure fun point of view moment to moment, I was as invested in your turns, I think, as you were, because, you know, the knock-on effect of what it was going to do to me. And there was that, the dice rolling definitely works both ways. There were times where you wouldn't roll very well and you couldn't get as far as you wanted to. Mm. And then there be times where I draw a card and all the zombies have rotten bodies, so they just fall apart and I have to lose, like, a dice-worth of zombies. And So there was all these sort of crazy events turning up as well. So, like, moment to moment, turn to turn... It could go either way, yeah, and yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and there were a few, there were a few turns. I think we all played a few turns where, like, a bad dice roll or just kind of situationally. I mean, you can't really do much, but measure for measure, they were yeah. pretty rare. And, and they're over quickly it enough that whistles round yeah. again really quickly, so it really isn't a problem.
2: Yeah, they, those are probably the only moments where the game shows its age really. Yeah. So, like occasionally, yeah, I agree to, with that. Uh, some of the zombie take that cards are like, um, well, you can take a wound, which is bad, or you can miss a turn, which is bad. And um, so, we like to miss a turn. You could have dropped the pitchfork as well. I like could it. have dropped the pitchfork. <laughs> but it's not happening, is it? But then. When you actually decide to miss the turn, you realise, like, bloody hell, the turns go on a little bit. Yeah, okay. Come on, guys, let's speed this up. When is that murdering zombies again. And, um, you know, the role for movement, like you mentioned earlier, and a few other things like that. But um, it's still a great game. It's not... It, it doesn't seem super dated. I think if you're it's a competitive old, player
0: and you came in, like, playing this just to win, you know, rather than to sort of experience the, yeah. the story of it, I could see why people would hate it. Yeah, you sure. know. But if you're getting together as a group and you're having like a Halloween party or just you know, you just want a fun sort of horror B movie taste, yeah. For me, I think I enjoyed that more than our last game of Dead of Winter,
2: yeah. But with Dead of Winter, gets a bit so once you get used to the game because we played it a lot, then you, you kind of like know what Crossroads cards meant come out and you 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 kind of you start to feel those story beats, whereas. Last night on earth, it's just so unexpected, <laughs> so random. There's <and> so <laughs> no possible way yeah. right? so so, put so, trying to predict it. Yeah. It's like Twister with zombies, it's like, What, yeah. what is yeah. happening here? Um, but that's the charm, really. I think. And Flying Frog, they have, um, they do have form for making incredibly thematic games. Definitely. Like, is it Brimstone? that um, Shadows, of Brimstone, Shadows of Brimstone, Fortune and
0: Glory, Touch of Evil, yeah, like, yeah, they're all, all solid games, and, and some of them have a, aging mechanics, but actually, like tonight, you go back, pick them up, yeah, break them out, and just a lot of fun you know i I don't see i could see this being the same thing in 10 years time where you you open it up again you're not going in for like you know the most advanced like um balanced game ever you're just having a a dice rolling fun fest with great card play and actually i think it still hold up and of course we didn't even scratch the surface of all the different decks the Grave weapons, the different like zombies
2: that you can produce. <laughs> we saw, yeah. a lot of those Like grave the exploding weapons. zombies and the they,
0: machete-wielding oh, the, zombies. The, the,
2: the shower of blood zombie. It's like, <laughs> the shower
0: of yeah. blood who can spray you with his blood and infect you. And, oh, yeah, and then you had all the unique items, survival tactics, all yeah. these different decks, which, again, are from all the expansions. Um, but the other thing is we need to play it again sooner rather than later so that we remember, A, the rules, and B, to play the more complex scenarios because they have like real yeah. game-changing things we sure. can Run through the sewers or
2: burn out the spawn points for the zombies and yeah, all kinds of different it, options. It did sort of have that feel of like uh, invite team zero to it, didn't it? Like you know, kind of like moving around the map, you know, a lot of like hand management and just keeping an eye on your butts, make sure it's not been eaten yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed it. I think um, if if Flying Frog were to re-release this or you know do a second edition, they obviously need a lot of like dusting up, but. It's you know it's it's not it ain't that broke. They did do a ten year
0: or an anniversary edition, um, but it didn't have like a, the possibility to upgrade from a previous version. So there was for people like me who've already got it, yeah, it was, there was no point getting it really. No, but there right. are things apparently that it introduces like experience. You, you can make the zombies more experienced. You can make the players more experienced, okay. and they get skills and stuff like that. Cool. So and that was introduced. There was a, there's like a Timber Peak I think expansion, which is like a standalone expansion. Yeah. Which has all of that and rules for fire and fire spreading and things like that. So there, there are loads more options and there is a more updated version. But we we were definitely playing like the original first edition stuff with like the expansions thrown in, yeah. the early expansions.
2: Yeah, you could do you could do worse than pick this one up. Yeah,
1: I don't think it misses much for that. To be honest, I yeah. think that the added complexity here and added rules and added fiddliness. I'm not sure it would bring an awful lot. Yeah. I think, like you say, that some of it's a bit dated. It feels a little bit clunky at times, but that was fine. Um, and uh, I don't know that it needs an awful lot more to get the experience out of it that we've had.
2: Yeah, it probably just needs more ineffective weapons like... <laughs> wooden board with nail sticking out sure of it. fence post yeah um <laughs> slightly sharp so what if you had cone? a fence post yeah i believe i believe
1: threw away all his weapons <laughs> so he could carry a fence post around uh he he weighed, he weighed up his tactical options and then adopted a uh, yeah it's a decomposing piece of wood i think it's he could hit them from a space away
2: so he wouldn't get yeah. hurt or something he killed a zombie to be fair <laughs> did the job yeah exactly yeah rolling pin might be a good one. All right, well, Well, that was uh, the last night on Earth. You can, I'm sure, you can still pick up a copy of it in Waterstones. <laughs> like, sort of, it's sort of the game that doesn't seem to ever disappear. It's got to be out of print by now, but who knows? Um, yeah, great fun game, and that was um, that was our 50th episode of 50? Board wow. Chitless. Wow, incredible! Congratulations to anyone still listening. Yeah. We're... Who's managed all 50 episodes. <laughs> we do have listeners. I've seen the stats. Either that or there's a lot of redundant iPods out there. <laughs> Downloading oh, it every week. Cycling through it. Yeah, yeah exactly. But um, Listening for... bots. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks very much for uh, sticking around with us and listening to us. We do hope that you'll join us on our Facebook group. And also check us out on Twitter at board underscore chitless. And give us a like or comment on SoundCloud or iTunes. And we'll be back next week for more board gaming loveliness. So thanks very much for joining us, Anthony. My pleasure. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.